welcome to the 1% Podcast. My name is Avi Wiswer, social media influencer and motivational speaker. Every week you hear an inspiring message. We hear from a person that is on their journey to success. With each episode, I hope that you can take something valuable with you, become 1% better in your life. Thank you for stopping by and let the growth begin. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 1% Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope everybody is having a safe holiday or had a safe holiday. I have another guest with me today. Nadi, no comment. Nadi, if you want to, I'll give you the floor. You know, you want to talk about yourself a little bit, get your background and everything. Yeah, appreciate it, Avi. Um, what's up, y'all? Uh, Nadi, no comment from Austin in New York. Same town as Avi. Very special place. Um, yeah, I'm an artist. Uh you know, primarily people know me for my music right now. Um, I go by no comment with a K. Um, good timing. Just dropped my Spotify Wrapped, hit a million streams this year. Very excited about that. Um, and just you know, getting ready for the uh, for the new year. Lots of new music coming out. But there's gonna be a lot of things y'all know me for. I'm excited to do this podcast with y'all because um, there's a lot. You know, acting, mute, TV, all types of stuff. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into. But uh, yeah, that's me. First question I want to talk to you about is, as an Austin native myself and understanding how small of a town that it is, what has it been like trying to make a name for yourself in, in such a small town? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, so much love for Austin, bro. But that's that's a great question. I, um, I'd i say that the first thing is that I, I felt like Austin is where I first felt like I was going to be somebody in like entertainment, art, whatever it was. Um, because of the town it was, and, and we kind of talked about this before we started filming, of just, like, uh, how much success there is out there and how different it is. Like, once I started to travel or, like, go away for school and things like that, and I started sharing stories from Austin, people were like, you know, what? Like, that's so different. Like, my high school is not like that, or my, my middle school story, like, everything. Um, so I felt like I started making a name for myself in Austin pretty early because I... Like, I started rapping really, really young. Like, I was probably, like, 10 or 11 when I started first rapping uh, because, I mean, like, Austin is just such a diverse place and it has, like, so many different elements of different cultures where it was, like, the things I gravitated towards in a New York City where it's, like, it's such a rough-and-tumble place. Like, this is New York City adjacent still. Despite being a small town, like, we draw on that culture. And so I felt like, uh, you know, I had to... The way I'd stick up for myself in, like when things got tough or like, you know, people like the way you get cut on in New York, it is not like everybody where else, bro. Like, so, you know, little nine, 10 year old goofy brown kid in New York in Austin. I was like, all right, I don't know why, but I can make words rhyme. And like, yo mama was out at the time. And I remembered I'd watch that. And me and my friends would be like, what's, what's, what's try to do yo mama jokes. And I'd always make it rhyme. They'd be like, how are you doing this? Like off top, like no written's off top. So I was like, all right, Someone starts talking shit at lunch. Uh, can I curse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, someone starts talking shit at lunch, and I would just be like, I, I started battling. Um, and so from there, I think I just immediately, I was like, I was all, I was never afraid to do things like first or whatever. So it was like rapping and, and even with like sneakers and stuff, like everything that was like, like I just loved hip hop. Um, and so I felt like I made a name for myself where like people would come and like battle me after school in high school and like, I was not afraid to like, there were guys who were older than me who were making music that I admired and I would like make diss tracks on them. Like I was really like sometimes coming very out of pocket as like a 14 year old, 13 year old, 15 year old, six, and then it just got better 
and better. And so I felt like I set, uh, like I realized I could make a name for myself in this town. And and any time I got the taste, I was very lucky to sometimes get a chance to like step outside of Austin, which sometimes people don't have when they're from a small town. But I had chances, right? Whether it was through like music, travel, um, you know, like uh, whatever it was. Like even you know, this is one of my favorite stories to tell. Like we had a rap group in high school. And I met this guy at a sneaker store who thought I was dope and like me and my friends were dope and started putting us on this like tour where it's really showcases and like these showcases were like you were going you were deep in the sticks, bro. Like we would go we were 16, 17 year old high school kids with like a white boy, a brown kid, a black like every that's what Austin is, right? The most diverse group, but all looking like, you know, like dressed crazy because we had the craziest sense of fashion walking in like deep into Newark, deep into DC. And we were on a tour when we were like 17 with like 15 people in the audience. And so like that was my experience. And every time I tasted that, I was like, bro, Austining already, like what I've lived in Austining. I'm sure I'll experience new things, and I still do, but it was like, if I can make it here, you know, it's, it's the same thing they say about New York City. I was like, okay, if I've already made a name for myself here, I'll be able to do that elsewhere, and I didn't really have fear of it, and every time I'd meet people, they were like, they were excited about, like, my stories and, like, where I came from and my friends. That's always been what I'm, I've been the most proud of is, is my hometown and the experiences I had, so I felt like that just kind of, that just kind of, um, resonated throughout the rest of my life where it was just like uh you know when i stepped outside austin every time it just felt natural Mm -hmm. in a way um and then you know i just uh i made a point to try to go outside so like outside of the the city so it was like going to school in north carolina and not being afraid so i was like every open mic every bartender i'd be like oh i make music i like can i get a and i'd made a name for myself in chapel hill and then i came back and I lived in DC for a year and I was doing open mics in DC and I would this guy played guitar and I was like, bro, let's do a band, you just sing and I'll freestyle. I don't even gotta write. Like I was so every time and then I had like a little following in DC and then I came back to New York and um I was actually a little burnt out. We you know we, we could decide to talk about that later. But I, I when I decided I was really gonna go for it, it was just that same attitude I felt like I developed through that hometown of Austin, this small town really developed a really strong sense of identity when I was like 15, 16, that, that I can make it anywhere. Um, and I mean, New York city is the best place to start. So I feel like once I put all that together, started to learn a bit, grow a bit, most importantly, like just became really confident in my music and my sound. Um, it all came together to a point where like things are, things are just starting to happen now. And that's how I see it. Like, I think, I'm very appreciative of the growth and people who've seen me from Austin and from the start. It's like, wow, like this is like a pretty dope trajectory. But I'm like, man, like this might sound crazy, but since I was a kid, like I never competed with people around me. Like I'm very competitive. If it's a game, like if we're playing like, you know, ping pong or like Super Smash Bros, like, yeah, I'm competitive or one on one hoops. But when I think about like life and my goals with like what I'm doing with the art I make, with the things I do, I'm like, I'm like, this sounds like, yeah, I don't care. Like Steve Jobs, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, it's Drake. It's like, who am I listening to on a daily basis? Who's like art do I resonate with? Whose creations do I resonate with? And I'm not stopping until that's, you know, it's not even, it's not about fame or money. It's like, it's like, that's, those are who I believe my contemporaries are. Mm. And so I'm striving towards that. And so it's like, I do. I believe that small town played it, uh, you know, 
shaped that that mentality so that everywhere I go, that's always what I'm I'm going for. And I do believe that if you just don't stop, you'll get there eventually or you'll die, right? And either way, you know, uh, the art lasts forever. So who knows what happens after that point? That's an interesting way to think about it because I've always, you know, uh, preached consistency and persistency and just as long as you keep going, as long as you're just, you know what, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, I might have some mishaps. Yeah, I might burn out a little bit, but I'm just, I'm going to be relentless in my pursuit. There's literally nothing that, like you said, it's it, it either doesn't work out or, you know, you die. But at some point, at some point you are able to grasp the thing that you're really, that you really want. And it's time, obviously, yes, plays a part. We all, we all get older. There are certain things. We might have a family. We might have all that. But if, if you're, especially I feel as if you're younger. Once mm-hmm. you're younger, mm-hmm. you're on that pursuit. You know, you have relationships along the way, but that doesn't prevent you from holding you back. You're able to finally get it. You know, like the, the bird always catches the worm. Mm-hmm. Like it always does. At some point, it may not be when you think, it may not be when you want, but at some point it always catches up. Maybe yeah. just when you least expect it as well. Yeah, bro. I, I, I believe that a lot. Like, I really do see that in, like, anyone who's successful at what they want. And and, and success can take on different many different forms. But, it, like, that is so true, bro. Like, just if you're consistently doing something, you'll find that sense of purpose within it. But it's, like, at the same time, you just have to be, like, real with yourself and honest and real with your situation. I've even, I've talked with my, my buddy about this. I don't care if it's, like, sometimes he he might get mad at me because who knows who, who might steal this when this reaches a billion people which it will uh is uh a documentary i've always wanted to make is like or like a, a piece is um on people who don't traditionally make it i do believe we live in a culture right and, and i even feed into this right where it's like what do we see on netflix right steve jobs it's this guy who made a billion dollars it's oh you pursued your dreams like i do know a lot of people who are going after it you know and it's it doesn't look like what you think it is, right? Like I know people who struggle doing stuff for 20, 20, 30 years. But when I meet those people and talk to them, there's no sense of uh, if they really love it, they love it. I don't think that traditional forms of what people might call success, in, depending on how you view it, is guaranteed in any which way, no matter how relentless you are. But I think that if you're relentless in your pursuit, you'll find peace with like what you're what you're doing and what you're putting out there and i think it's very important to always reflect on your like your your place and your situation in it and like what is giving you the ability to do that right because like you said those are things that come up like if you decide to have a family if you decide to do things if you're in an environment where you've got to take care of like like you know uh, people have varying degrees of privilege right like i don't have to i don't have to to pay my parents mortgage right and that sounds like something pretty normal for i think most american kids I know I have friends who've had to like chip in on rent since they were 14, right? Their trajectory, their life, those, the things that, those responsibilities become different, right? And so you have different decisions you have to make. Even me on my path, times that I felt like I've gone slower on music because I was like, I need this day job. I need, it's because I made it, I was like, I'm never gonna have ever put my family in a position where it's like, I can't provide for myself since I was like 16, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was just that accumulation of things. I think can lead to a war, like a situation where um, it the outcomes will can be delayed. It can be different. You can have different needs and and uh, you know different results. But um, the relentless pursuit of what you love will always give you 
a sense of peace. And that's more so what I believe than necessarily like finding um, a traditional sense of success. Cause I, I don't always know if that's guaranteed. Right. Mm. I believe it will be for me. And sometimes maybe that's all it takes. Right. A psychotic kind of like, I'm not taking anything else. Um, but I don't want to sit here and act like if I was in a different situation where I was like, you know, starving when I was eight years old, that it would be the same. You know? Interesting. You mentioned uh, a little bit on how you've had the same friends since high school. And obviously to me, you know, I have my two other best friends, you know, they've been since high school. And, you know, a lot of people look at that as like, oh, how, how are you able to do that? And some people deem it as astonishing or like, you know, it's amazing that they're able to do that. How have you been able to keep the same friends and same circle? Because, you know, people grow apart. How have you been able to keep the same friends and what about them inspires you? I love that, bro. Uh, don't you cherish that, man? Like that, <laughs> that moment when people are like, uh, like you go out and you have like a new group of friends and then they're like, oh, when did you guys know each other? It's like, yeah, I've known them since I was like six. They're like, I'm 10. And they're like, what, bro? Like I've made all my new friends since I was, and it's like, that's perfectly fine. And that is more normal. It makes me cherish it a lot. Um, honestly, I don't even know if I have a good answer, bro. It just is what it is. Like that's, that's why I'd like, that's the other movie documentary I've always wanted to produce is something on Austin, right? A really great story because, bro, people don't realize how deep it cuts, how much talent there is here. It's just a freaky town, bro. Like, the the level at which I resonate with my homies and have for over two decades, and then, like, the ultimate experiment is, like, I was the one who was lucky enough but also worked hard and to do these things where I have met a lot of people right? right and i've been around lots of groups and it's just one of the things i'm most proud of i think i have good taste in people and i think i bring dope people around i love that feeling of like man, i brought this person and this person and they're vibing and it's a cool vibe and like yeah. oh you go to a new situation and everyone's like those are the cool kids man i, <laughs> I want to be friends with them um and every situation bro people from my austin crew with every group almost unanimously people are just like it's a vibe so for me it's just easy bro like i i do think following up and consistency is important um and appreciating relationships. Um, you know, I think that, uh, obviously, you know, people have, anybody is an individual and people can have different tendencies, man or woman. But I do think generally men tend to be a little bit more like, uh, it, it, it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to do what I got to do for me, my family. And that's it. And you become less, um, intentional with like, you know, keeping up certain relationships, especially with other like male friends, Mm -hmm. And I bring this because, like, a lot of the women in my life, right, I'm, like, always amazed. I'm, like, uh, you know, with, like, my girl, she'll just, like, be, like, oh, my friends. Like, like she's, like, calling them in the middle of the day. And it's not, like, there aren't dudes that do that. But overall, that's not how me and my friends keep up, right? So I think to be able to do that um, and be intentional about it and just be, like, all right, like, these are people I want to be around my life where it's, like, situations where it's not the easiest thing to do where it's not, like, you know, I, I – I think I always think about how like if anything that deviates me off like my path of like the things I need to get done is like a like even if it's small right I'm like oh if I have to like make an extra stop like that'll just like throw me off a little bit like on a trip um and so I think with relationships I'm just like okay it might not make the most sense to invite this person out here or to make the time for them here on this direct goal to where I want to be but I appreciate that relationship and I think I just I love my friends from Austin so much like that. And um, 
And I'd say the last thing on that is just like it it just made sense over time too, where on the flip side, the resonance did happen. Like I uh people are just creative as hell in Austin, bro. So when I was like this music thing's what I'm pursuing with with every ounce of my being, it just so happened the person I trust the most behind the camera is a dude from Austin. It just so happened the guy who's like I like working with his beats most is from Austin. It just ha so happened that like the clothes I wear are from guys from, like, you know, it's just like, it's just, that is a blessing. And I think once I started to piece that together, I was like, Oh, if I want to do this, I can get like, what's the whole recipe of everything? Film, shooting, music, recording, fashion, all the things that are like, it's a whole world. I love, it's not just music, you know? Yeah. And there's the highest level of talent at each facet of that world in this little town and in this friend group you're not taking that from me you know what I'm saying? I feel that I think um, you, you've been talking about a lot of, of this this relentless chip on your shoulder I want to know where where did that was it just something that's been in you or was it just something that your friends have instilled in you you know maybe family where, where has this chip on your shoulder re resiliency came from that's funny, man. You, that's you're a good listener, bro. I didn't like. I don't think I even said that specifically, but that is so true, bro. I do. My friends are gonna laugh when they hear this because everyone always talks about me and my chip on my shoulder. Um, I don't know, man. I think it was a it was a multitude of factors of like. I think I'm very blessed. I think I have like you know I have a really good family. I have a very talented family. Um, you know, my mom's a singer. She's an English professor. And my dad's like a super genius scientist. Um, and I think the environment I grew up in, I was like, I did feel special since a young age. I feel like I'm, you know, pretty well spoken. I was I was pretty smart. I had like a good sense of, of music creativity. My sister has like incredible taste in music. She's a great singer too. Um, but I felt like the first thing was like identity is one thing, right? I was a Pakistani kid growing up in New York, like during 9-11, right? So it's like there was there's a lot of stereotypes that come into play. And then even beyond that, right, it was like, uh, you know, um, I think that was the first thing, right? There's like bullying and like I'm a young adolescent man. You want to that's the first layer of the chip on your shoulder resiliency. Like how am I? I'm not going to let these people get to me. Right. And then it was like, um, you know, uh, what are you supposed to do? Right. Little brown kid. Your dad's pretty good at science and math and like that's another thing that does come naturally to me that's like pretty weird for an artist and sometimes I'm like should I even talk about that because like how good is that for your brand but it's like screw a brand bro I am me like and it's one of the things I love the most like I'll go out especially because a lot of people won't even know this if they just if they don't listen to me talk like it's just the music and me out at like a party like oh he's just like some artist there's music he's creative first he probably doesn't have like a super analytical mind people will draw those assumptions and then we'll go out to dinner and I can do the tip in my head like that, right? Like that was, so growing up, I felt like that's the path people try to lay out for you, especially in America as a young brown man into, you know, in the early 2000s. So I was like, I don't want to do that. Right. You know, I want, and so I don't know if that was innate in me, but I was like, you know what I'm not supposed to be good at? Basketball. Like this is something we relate on, right? In terms of like hooping and the love for hoops. I was like, oh yeah, I'm probably not supposed to, and my, no one in my family hoops. So I was like, I'm going to work every, I'm going to work 10 times harder than that than on school. Right, because I was like, you probably expect me to be good at school, and it does come kind of naturally. So I'm gonna do, you know, and music. Right, I was like, then rhyming came naturally, but I was like, flow and sauce and like, you know, and I loved music, and I loved like my first out. It wasn't like, you know, my my first out was like, get rich or die trying. Like it wasn't like some like, 
happy-go-lucky kid music. Like, I was, like, eight years, seven, eight years old. I was like, no, this is what music is supposed to be, right? And I knew it. Like, that is still my favorite album, right? And I was like, the way you can talk about such aggressive topics and make it fly and, like, kind of sexy. And and so that, I think it was just a progression of building where I was like, all right, now this is what I want to do. And then it was girls, right? And then it was like, first I was like goofy, goofy brown boy. Like, all my friends were all the best athletes in the school. And it was like, you know sixth seventh eighth grade and they were and then i i like grew up a little bit i got like started like working out more and i was like and i love women bro <laughs> like you know you hear that listen to my music right that was like my biggest vice and so it was like uh that within the chip grew and then i was like oh y'all think like you can like y'all are getting girls now watch me bro and then that was the music right i was like oh girls don't want to hear me rap battle they want some drake was just coming out right so i was like i'm gonna make some sexy and i made terrible music right <laughs> terrible music right bro but i was like I'm going to keep at it, you know, and I was like, oh, you, and then I had to deal with people telling me it's buns, you know, like, yo, you're trash. I'm like, nope, I'm not. And then I, you know, I did another, and then people start telling you it's good. Then people say, yo, your growth and like everything. And then it was, it was just, those were all the, I think the early stages. And now it's just a part. And sometimes it's kind of toxic, bro. Like, but it is what it is. And I, I try to self reflect to get past it sometimes, but it's like, uh, even this, right? Like, I think we, like, we talked about this beginning, like, I should stop and reflect and enjoy, like, we've had so much success in the past couple of years, the things we've done, right? And it's not just numbers, bro. It's like the real love is what I care about. I'm getting, people are reaching out to me to book things that I never thought I would book, right? I have fans in different countries that DM me and tell me they love my music, right? And I really, it does fuel my soul, but my goals and our ambitions are so high. And like, my chip builds every interaction, you know? Like, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that gets, like, bitter, but, like, if I feel, like, slighted in an interaction, I don't forget that. And it's not, like, in a vindictive way, but it's in, like, a, I'm going to be, I, and the best part is I'm still going to show love to that person. Like, I always lead with love, but I want to be in that position where I'm, like, you know what you said to me that one time, and I'm still going to open this door for you, but I want to be in that position to open doors. And to be in the position to open doors, I don't think people realize, that doesn't mean I'm a niche artist in New York and Brooklyn and I have 10 million listeners. That means, like, I'm doing this. Like, when you talk about Jack Harlow, you're also talking about no comment, right? And it's, like, music aside sometimes, right? And I will lead with music, but music aside, that is the ambition, that is the goal, and so I'm always going to have a chip on my shoulder because it's it's like no matter how many steps I take on the ladder until I get to that moment. And who knows, bro? I bet when I have that moment, I'm going to look around and I'm going to be like, what's next? Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Damn. You, you, you talked on a lot. Um, and, and I think that. The, the one thing that I resonated with is the fact of, you know, people telling you no, people saying, you know, I'm not going to, you're not going to make it or, you know, the, the music is trash or what the goal that you have for yourself or, you know, that they might be a little bit too high. And I resonate with that statement because uh, when I initially started this podcast and initially started my social media journey, a lot of people say, you know what, uh, even some friends that I knew, like, yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to touch the lives. And I think... One thing I've noticed is that once it's cool to support you, yeah. then people want to support you. Preach. Once once people see that, you know, now you have the downloads or you have the followers or you have all these things, oh, now I want to support. Yeah. And I don't know why the brain works like that, but I've always said, you know, keep that same energy. I, like you said, I'll lead with love, but, but keep that same energy because <laughs> once 
I'm where I want to be. There's nothing else you could tell me. There's nothing else you could tell me, you know? And when you know you're on that journey, when you know where you're going and you know, there's going to be some mishaps, some ups, some downs. The only thing that could stop you is you and everybody else. You know, the external noise is, is literally just, just background noise. But when you're, when you're so focused on this journey and you get lost in it and you just continue to keep going, the, the success will come. And the people, you know, the, the haters, you need, you, you need them. You know, mm-hmm. Without the negative voices, you can never propel yourself to, to success and the greater heights. Bro, preach, bro. That is something that, like, I even saw from a young age. Because, like, I remember the first taste of success we had was, like, a song went kind of viral on SoundCloud. And the same people. I'm like, bro, but that song was out for months. And I wasn't getting no comments, no likes. And then it blew up because of random people, bro. The first one blew up because I went to Singapore and lived there and shared it with international people who didn't know me a lick. And my friends who knew me for decades in Austin weren't sharing that, bro. And then I, you know, these people who barely knew me, didn't know me at all. They just loved the music. Right. And so that's why I'm like, I always am on like two sides. Like, I like criticism when it's like, like I can admit, right? Yeah. When I recorded my first song on an Xbox headset, 1415, it was trash. <laughs> sure. Right. And I still think it was better than most people's first song when they're 1415. Right. And that may be my ego, but also like you like, that's why at the end of the bro, like, Somehow I hate the numbers because I'm like, bro, just let the music speak for itself. Like, I'm telling you, you just sit with my stuff. You throw no comment, the image aside, for better and for worse, it's good music, you know? Um, But that's what I felt when I had people who didn't know me, and it was ironic that the people... And then all these people who knew me, who weren't supporting me from the jump, were now coming around, right? And so it's like, I, I definitely feel that idea of like, yeah, keep that same energy and just, like, why... It's just a frustrating thing, bro, along the line, but it's it's an important thing to recognize and realize because I think that that was, like, you know, even something that I, I think, again, I think it was, like, a, a toxic thing I, I, I did, but it was me, right, in high, in, in, in high school was, like... Um, and I think it fed into my music. Like, I don't, I don't like the idea of, like, women being objects in the environment of, like, male competition... But I remember, I remember that very, like, that is a very core part of like what happened to me was like, you talked about, you can't tell me. I, that's something I resonate with so much, bro. Like, I don't want anybody to tell me anything, bro. And that was the first time I felt it when I was like, oh, y'all think you can tell me this and that. And they could talk ish about whether it was sports or, you know, music. Uh, uh. But it felt like once I like bagged a girl that they wanted, quiet. Right. Yeah. And even I don't know if and some of it was maybe on me where I was like, even if they were talking, it just slid off. Right. And that pursuit. Right. Then became like everything for me. Everything. I was like, I was like, I'm going to be with every girl, every guy wants. And y'all aren't going to tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then obviously some of it was and then you get wrapped up because I, I love girls. Right. You build relationships with them. You'd have things and it gets messy. But it was like, uh, I'm glad I've grown out of that. But I think that that that's a reality of who, who I was and something that I, I try to channel now into more positive things because it's not going to leave. I know it's part of me and I just want it to be in healthier ways. Um, and I think part of that is, is with, with music, you know, and is where it's like, um, and even just making it better, you know, where it's like, it's now less about the numbers because they're at a point where it's like, yeah, bro, I did do it. Like, I'm not nearly where I want to be, but compared to where y'all thought, like, and now I've already got the fair weather fans. So now it's like, now you really can't tell me anything because it's going to be so undeniably good and it's going to continue to get better. 
and I'm going to do things and I'm going to push boundaries that you don't maybe think I could, right? Like, oh, you think think I can't do like a disco record? Like, do you know what I listen to in my spare time? Do you know what I'm cooking up? Do you know what my vault looks like? Um, and so I, I'm, I'm excited to see those healthy channels go of like still persisting that same energy of like, you can't tell me anything, but it being like, nah, you can't tell me like, you can't tell me I'm not winning that Grammy. Yeah. Right. You can't tell me I'm not going to get the Oscar. And it's like every new goal I set becomes that much more ridiculous to people. Right. They're like, all right, all right. You finally started making music. Like Grammy's still ridiculous, but okay. There's like a pipe dream shot. Oscar, bro. I haven't seen you act in a thing. And I'm like, not like, bro, like you saw the, the, the musicals in high school. You've seen things like me on camera and in the, in the, in the music videos. And maybe it is over ambitious, but I believe it. And so that's kind of where I, I, I try to channel that into. Cause I, bro, when you said that, when you're like, can't tell me anything, that's like, that is in the back of my brain 24-7. What do you think uh, makes a great artist? What, what to you separates from the All rest? types of artists or like music? Could be could be any type of music. Music? <clears throat> um, I think I have a slightly different take than, than um, most people, maybe. Like, for me, it's just, like, is it a vibe? Like, is, is it a vibe? <laughs> like, I like music that sounds good and is, like, uh, I've, this is even my goal with music. Like, my real goal, I, like, the, like the, the Grammy, the Oscar stuff is more so for, like, the reward of you can't tell me anything or say I didn't accomplish something. But my true, like, soul moments are, like, buy you a drink. I always use that song. Buy you a drink, marketing, no marketing, whatever. You play that song in Myanmar and... Uruguay and New York City and Arkansas, I've been, that song absolutely slaps and hits, right? That's good music, right? right? And obviously context is important. There's music people really like to listen to when they're like feeling down and when they're studying and when they're at the gym, when they're in the car. For me, it's like, is it really, like, man, get Richard, I try in almost any environment, whip, party, da-da-da, you play that. If that music elicits that out of you, that to me is like, an example of great artistry and then the artist gains more free range to do whatever they want where it's like i think a lot of people will say if you're able to like there's like a lot more dimensions to it of like oh did you have like specific social commentary in your song that's very impressive as an artist that's really great artistry like oh was yeah is there political commentary is there like um you know things you're doing with sound that are like technically interesting um is there word play you know is there and i think all of that can play a moment into eliciting that feeling that's more universal, but like, uh, and it's not like just pop music, you know, yeah. like I, again, everyone, people have their own opinions, but I'm like, there's pop music. There's like certain songs like, Oh man, what's this? It's like the song I hate more than anything. Like, hey brother. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I like remember that from like, I would like hear that everywhere when, when I was in Europe and it was just like, yeah, that's a pop song. That's not good music for me. Right? right. That's not a good artist. Right. That doesn't exempt. They may be a good artist who then made that song to make a bag. But it's like, yeah, the guy who made Buy You a Drink, that's a good artist. The guy who made Many Men, that's a good artist, right? Um, you know, for better or for worse, the guy who made Can't Tell Me Nothing is an exceptional artist, right? The guy who made, you know, uh, Who's Tell Me was really going on, Drizzy, back up and right. That's like, the, I don't know why that's the one that came into my head. That's a great artist, bro. The guy who made, you know, Fire for Fire Man, that's a great artist. The guy who made, you know, uh, like, Piano Man, that's a great artist. The guy who made, you know, like, these are songs that are like, Danny California, right? That's a great artist, bro. All of these are great artists, and that's my feeling, you know. Um, like, yeah, it's uh, 
it's an emotion and especially once you can feel it in a room Mm -hmm. like that is like someone puts something on and it's just like mm -hmm. yeah i'll be honest with you one of the one of your uh songs woman like you i feel like that's a that that song is i don't know because there's just so many dimensions to it right there's that that song you can play in the club Mm -hmm. you know um that's the song that you can just you know you want to chill out have a vibe while you're driving late night, like to me, woman like you, the song that you made that now has over a hundred thousand downloads. I think it was like last time I checked, it was like 500,000 downloads. To me, that's a universal, to me, if, if we're talking about what universal sounds like, I think that that's what universal sounds like. Thank you. Bro. It gives like, it gives a vibe where to, to me, when I listen to it, it's, it can never be, I can listen to it in, in many different aspects. You know, like I can listen to it when I'm studying. I can listen to it, like I said, when I'm just catching the vibe. I can listen to it maybe at the gym if I just, you know, want want to just listen and listen to some while I'm doing some some cardio. So I think that the the pockets that you know these people pick from is something that. What other aspects of my life can I listen to this song mm-hmm, with? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, the little details. Like, where else can I listen to it, you know? And you see now people that are making, you know, club music, like Drake. You know, now he's making club. I would say club music. Like Euro club. Yeah. You know? And and it's, I think that that's something that may be more prevalent as time goes on because mm-hmm. people want to do that. But there's been people that have been doing that. It just hasn't been. Pink Panthers was like, started the wave of like the new age stuff but yeah exactly bro like that stuff's been going on since like the 80s you know what i'm saying that was like the thing with the drake albums man he made some dope and i'm that's why i always appreciate drake man he's always pushing back he's doing things he's that's exactly how i think he approaches it he's like i'm vibing and living my life and i'm seeing rooms transform to this music i'm gonna give a try i'm gonna give it a go and then he makes at least one banger that's so impressive i think the album you know that one was like there's so much better music in that genre for like you know discographies but like that's so impressive what he did and to enter that and that's what i do and people are going to say that about me you know what i'm saying but that's like that is exactly like that you have no idea how much that meant for me bro because that is literally like that's what i love about that song and that's the thing with an artist there are times i need to make a song like my last one neiman marxist you you play that at the club it's gonna ruin the night you know what i'm saying yeah people are not gonna be but it's a good it was like a song that's therapeutic for me, right? Mm-hmm. And it's gonna hit and resonate with certain people. So I can appreciate when artists do that. But Woman Like You is the song I'm making for like what I like, like for music. And right. that's like a lot of the stuff I work on, I'm working on now, and that's like the bag and the pocket I always wanna find myself in, is that and it is the song I'm the most proud of where I'm just like even when I get down, even when I look at it and like I'm so proud of five hundred thousand, I'm like, bro, like I really believe and I can die happy knowing that like that that is a that is a billion stream song. And I'm, I believe that, and I'll, I'll, I'll rest my laurels on that. And I'm very proud of my taste in music. With myself, like, with, I, I believe with a certain level of, like, um, humility, even. You know, like, it's not just because it's mine, because I'm not going to say that about all my songs, right? But I think I made at least one joint that's really like that, and that makes me happy, and I just want to make more like that, because, like, that is exactly the vibe of, like, music I like. That's how I like to listen to it. So it's, like, that's... It just meant a lot, bro, because that's that's exactly what I was going for um, on that record. Exactly, of course, bro. Of course. Um, with with the success of that song and another song that you made, What You Want, with also doing extremely well, what do achievements, achievements like that mean to you when a song is, you know, over 100K downloads and, you know, people are like, oh, you know, this is a dope song. 
what is it what does it feel to you what does it mean to you and it's a two-part question also how is the amount of success that you've achieved how has it resonated with you and has it hit you yet um yeah man i uh i think that with the songs in particular that that just resonate with people the first thing is really just pure joy and i'm like okay it's working um in terms of like it's reaching its audience and it's making people feel good, bro. Because that's the that's the emotion I want to elicit out of people. I like, and we could go into a whole separate thing about this. Like one thing I despise, but is the nature of this. It's kind of a catch twenty two, is like celebrity worship, right? Mm-hmm. That's just not my like. I hate it, right? Mm-hmm. We let artists be artists, and then why do you, why do we also we like? It's crazy to me that like I watch people around me, and especially like, sometimes it makes me worry about like younger people who are like really raised on the internet, where I'm like. Why are you taking like your like political takes or even like science and other from like celebrities, bro? It's crazy. Like the level of celebrity worship is is actually bonkers. Um, and I, I bring that up to say that like um, lost my train of thought a little bit, but like I uh, yeah yeah. So with with the with those songs is like I don't like when people feel like. Uh, like, if you're listening to an artist, you're going to a show, right? Or you listen to it, and it's, like, like you're, it's, it's like a, an altar of worship, mm-hmm. right? And that's, again, if that makes you happy, bro, it makes you happy. But that's not my thing, right? I want people to feel like they're the main character in their movie, right? I, like, hate all this. I've made the joke. You know, I've made the NPC joke, right? It's a funny joke, bro. But it's, like, I don't like that how commonplace that's become where people are like, oh, NPC, NPC, and it's, like, let everybody be the main character of their movie, bro. Like, we're no one's that important. People are, are dumb at some th- things, smart at some things. They're just people, bro. We're all just people. And so it's like, uh, with those songs, when they resonate with people, that's the first thing I feel, and that's what I want to just continue to create. And so, uh, you know, that's that's what I like, and that's what I kind of like about being a smaller artist right now, is there isn't, I don't, no one's worshipping me, right, because it's it's kind of the irony of it, right? Once the numbers are up, then suddenly people start to change, right, and suddenly you become something, and I'm like, I never want that, and so I'm very, I'm really like right now, where it's like, people are just telling me, when I go to my homie's crib, and like, I'm not asking them to play my, and like, woman like you is just coming on, and it's just making people feel good, um, that's what those numbers tell me now. In terms of, like, fulfillment and, like, has it hit me, I don't think so because I just don't think it's gotten to the point where it's, like, it's that moment that I was telling you about. Like, I, I'm waiting for it to be, like, I'm in a, a bar in Sydney and, like, woman like you is coming on and people are vibing to it. And that moment happens a thousand times and people are taking videos of it and it's, like, and it's not it's not me showing up and people are, like, oh, I got a picture of no comment. It's, like some dude is, like, having the night of his life and finally, like, hit getting with that girl that he's been talking to for six months and woman like you's on and, like, that set the vibe, Mm. you know? Yeah. So it's, like, that height, I just kind of hate how many barriers there are to get there, but it's realistic, you know? There's so much, there's, like, a million songs that are made on on, released on Spotify a day. Um, There's so much people trying to be artists now, and so I think that that kind of makes it... um, that's actually something I want to say before. It was like that kind of makes it sometimes difficult for me, as a as an artist. I think is that um, I've had this with labels, right? When they've talked to me and told me like, like, yo, who do you think you sound like? Do you think you could stick to like? They're like, would you want to like just go down this path or that? Like, be a sad boy music artist or 
a boom bap woke bars artist or like who do you sound like like do you sound like are you making juice world music are you making like kid Leroy music are you making like uh you know logic music um and i'm like first of all i don't like compare, but i'm like if i have to compare it's like no it's probably more like childish gambino or drake or or anderson pock where it's like it's a bunch of different genres it's extremely expensive i just make music that i like and sometimes i rap and sometimes i say hard shit and sometimes i rap about love and sometimes i sing and it's just like but it's gonna be a vibe right and i think when i because i approach it in that way it makes it um it makes it a little difficult to like have that appreciation have that and and and, and have that uh reach those levels that i'm talking about it's just gonna be a different path for me i think than most people where it's like these ecosystems exist like it doesn't you you can see it like if i was a manager I, and I wanted a quick bag, I'd be looking for someone that I could just be like, oh, there's a whole ecosystem where, and it's all run everybody, algorithm, 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 algorithm. That's all you hear about, right? <laughs> for, uh, you know, and, and, and there's power to it, right? There's, you, can, you don't need to know some guy at a label anymore, which is a very powerful thing. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know what algorithm suit is like, okay, I listen to Juice World. I like similar artists. So if I sound similar to him, I'm just going to, I'm going to get all those radio plays. I'm going to get the algorithmic plays. Then there's all these playlists, sad boy hours, sad, that have hundreds of thousands of people that listen to them because that's how they like to listen to music. And that's like this vertical. And then you just get funneled up into it. And now you have 1.5 million listeners a month on Spotify. And I'm not saying it's all like that and that every guy in that system is, you know, and, the, and, and people make, and a lot of it's great music, yeah. right? But I think that because of the, like, it's so awesome. Like, that's what makes me happy. You name two songs. What You Want and Woman Like You are two hella different songs. Right. Like, you listen to those back-to-back -back and you're like, but it's like, those are the artists I like. Like, you listen to Passion Fruit and then you listen to, like, Hell Yeah, Fucking Right. You're going to be like, oh, this is the same guy, right? You know? And that is what I like to elicit. So that's the emotion I'm tied onto. But in terms of, like, really, has it hit me? Do I feel it? Like, I don't think it's going to hit me till what I described where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm getting, like, people are tagging me in a bunch of DMs because my music is, like, fulfilling their life. Right. Man, fuck the algorithm. The yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck, fuck the, the algorithm. algorithm. Oh, um, I, I think the, the I hate the, the algorithm. Um, obviously, you know, it, it pushes out certain things, but it limits you. You know what I mean? Because you, if a person wants to be in all these different aspects or all these different genres then they should have the power to be. The algorithm, the, the man-made thing should not be able to just limit them into one box, you know, because you're not a person of limit. And personally, I'm not a person of limit. When I've tried, you know, in the past, when I try to make a content that doesn't revolve me around speaking on a mic or maybe just be a lifestyle video or a voiceover or a vlog, whatever, the algorithm is what limits you. The algorithm is what puts you in, in this one box and it's like now you can't get out. Or you do you do try to get out. Now we're just gonna all right, you're gonna lose followers. You're gonna right. lose listeners. And it's like I don't understand the the point of trying to just do that. It's just limit. That's literally all it is. Unless you have like a you know, a manager or stuff like that where they're constantly pushing it. And me, I don't have a manager. And I don't know if you do I don't know if you don't have a manager. But it's just it's literally just a box and it's just trying to limit somebody when you wanna be in all aspects. Like Drake doesn't have a fucking he, he doesn't have a box, so why why can't everybody else not be limited? In a Bro, box? that is like, and I just want to like not pause, but just say like, like we've obviously like we we DM'd on Instagram. Like I knew you when we were like little kids, and like you're, I knew your brother. But like we've barely talked. And we didn't really talk a lot before this. Mm -hmm. I just want to, like, first of all, appreciate this. This is just, this is honestly beautiful, bro. Like, I didn't expect this to go this well. I'm like, have such a, uh, uh, 
great connection. So, so, so thank you, bro. And this is just like, uh, sometimes it's interesting, you know, cause you know, people have different opinions on things. I'm sure we have different opinions on certain things, but it's, it's cool to resonate on that because I've come into environments, whether it's a podcast interview da, da, and I'll have that opinion and it'll be people I respect. I think anybody I choose to go on, I know that there's at least going to be respect and it's going to be, be heard, but it's like, you know, that can scare people, you yeah. know, talking this, this brashly about the big bad algorithm because bro that happens even in like i had a and again i'm appreciative to have these conversations but like i got i've been connected with multiple people that have tried to help with like either manage me or like i had i talked with one guy from youtube i talked to a guy from uh a, a manager i talked to every the amount of times i heard algorithm on those conversations i wish I, I like i wouldn't air someone's shit out so i wasn't gonna record it but like i wish i had those just to be like bro it's just it's all it is they're just like yeah yeah go viral on tiktok yeah Go go viral. Get get in the algorithm. Oh, YouTube Shorts might be a thing. And the truth is, I'm gonna I'm gonna post. I'm gonna do it because I care about my music reaching people so much, and I believe in myself that I'm like I'll get in the algorithm and get out of it because the game changes every time, right? Like you were talking about, like you know, there was you had to know people back then, right? And there has you know that has its own like comes with its own ales, and there's something beautiful about like there's some kid in the bedroom who has like no money, no followers, no equipment, and makes a dope song and posts about it, and it goes viral, and their life has changed. That is cool, right? But it's like, yeah, when I I liked music. Like, when was I listening? When was the best music coming out? For, like, Wiz Khalifa, Drake, Kendrick, Cole, Joey Badass. And think about how different those artists sound, bro. And it's like, not to knock on everyone who's coming out right now, right? But it's like, just look at Rap Caviar. And like, listen, that's like the biggest hip-hop playlist. And just go through it, bro, and you're like, this sounds the same, bro. You know what I'm saying? But that when that was coming up, think about those artists I just said, Mac Miller, bro. Yeah. Think about like, that was such a great era and I don't want to be now turning into a boomer who's like, oh, my music was, but it was like, I think that was because of the environment where like, yeah, you had to grind and you had to, A&Rs used to have jobs. Right. And sometimes I feel like I was built for that era of like, oh, you built up yourself, you're doing shows, you're like building a following and someone really just believes in the music and then you have a platform where like you can reach more people and it's just about like and it's and people want this holistic like multivariate artist who's going to be a star you yeah. know um and star just in the sense of like your music's everywhere it's transcendent it's like dude the amount of songs that like blow up on TikTok and have millions of streams and then like aren't playing in any I go to the best nightlife in the city, right? That's not some weird, some flex, right? It's just like that's what I like. I love nightlife, right? That's a place I want my music played, and it's something I've like spent time to like learn and do in the city, right? So I can go to all the cool spots. They're still playing buy you a drink. They're still playing good life. They're still playing like take care. They're still playing good kid, mad city. They're still playing like they're not like I. I I don't mean to air this because I'm so proud of what this dude was able to do with music. And, and at one time I thought it was kind of, but they're not playing like Glock Tuck, Big T-Shirt, Billie Eilish. You know, and that's like the biggest song on, on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it was, and, and that's just one example, bro. So I'm like, I'm not going to just go down the algorithm route, like universe. And I, bro, you're just hitting on the nail on the head, bro. Like, it's just like, fuck it because you're, it really does limit you especially with music i feel like and I, and it's become kind of toxic in some ways even for me where i'm like i feel like the environment's become like bro if your music's fire it's gonna go viral on tiktok you're gonna find your audience <laughs> like it's just like you know it's it's gonna go it's like bro it's a video that's going viral like how many of these songs are some dude that's like 
singing into a watermelon and it's funny and then the watermelon like i don't know bro like that's not the music being great and it's like and it's a chance i've seen people post the same video three times and it gets 80 views 75 and then 2 million so it's also like timing and like what time people are waking up to scroll on their stupid app right and so it's like it's creating this narrative that like yeah man if, and and no one's doing work to like make good music be heard it's just like even the labels with their artists, with their established artists, right? They're like, no, you got to make it go viral. And, and then they'll shelve people. I've watched yeah. this happen to friends, right? Where it's like they get signed. They think their life is like amazing now. And they're shelved until they make a, a, a they can't even drop an album. They can't even drop a song until it goes viral on these, on these platforms. I'm like, bro, what is like the last time virality had like some type of value in music was like sound early SoundCloud. Because there was, there was, it was, there was no video, there was no like, fun, it wasn't gonna be funny. That's the reason it blew up. It wasn't timing. It was like, okay, like a bunch of people are listening to this song, and then it gets pushed, and then the labels mess it up. How many? There's, you know, there's one thing I do like about TikTok and YouTube. Sometimes is they'll expose certain things in short form content, where it's like, I've, you know, there's lots of videos coming out about how many people were like, no, we botted everything on on SoundCloud. The algorithm was still super manipulative, and then they were able to push all their artists to the top. And then SoundCloud caught on, and then the whole, everything got fucked up, right? Like, it was, like, it was awesome when Post Malone blew up and Uzi, and it's, like, as far as I can tell, that was pretty organic, right? And yeah. it was just music, and I liked that music. Those were, like, the last generation of artists where I was, like, oh, there was, like, a 2016, 2017, it was, like, a big wave of Juice World, right? Like, where it was, he was the first in that genre. And now it's just copycats, because it's, like, oh, you know, it's, and, and you're right, it's with content, too. It's, like, oh, if I do an interview with someone, and now the, that soundbite is going viral... You're going to be, even if you're the most self-disciplined person, the dopamine is hitting. So it's like, oh, this is like the, now I got to get this guy back on, regardless of whether even I vibe on. And now we got to chop this up. And this is the only interview we're going to push 15 times and we're going to repurpose it. And you're, I've watched people that go into things for like, who are truly talented, like, uh, cooks and they're making cooking content and then they do a skit but then the skit is what's go viral and now they're comedians because the algorithm told them to do so and the reality is these platforms are gonna die and people don't realize how hard it is to monetize a lot of this that's like on instagram reels or tiktok i still don't know how to so it's like you'll watch people who are going viral and then it's like sometimes you actually need to make stuff bro like that's that's what i believe in right and that's why i'm like i'm like you gotta it just, it feels like there's a generation being built up and I'm not trying to put this on like youth or anything. Cause it's like millennials, gen we're all, we're all culpable in this, but it's like the, the goal is simply virality and simply like being views. Right. And it's like, dude, when did you, you know, there was a, a study that came out of a, a survey of like uh, middle schoolers and they're like, what do you want to be? And like 80% was like social media star. And it was like, okay, well, what about like, do you want to be like a an interviewer? Do you want to be like a, uh, you do you want to make a be what? At least it used to be like a rapper or a singer <laughs> or a basketball player or or like yeah, you so made true. some type of thing that the world enjoyed, right? Mm -hmm. And so I I I'm sorry, you just caught me because that 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 revved me up, bro. Because it's like it's why I do this. It's why I came on here specifically too. And the, the places I do choose to do is that, you know, what I've seen from you. What I've seen, you know, shout out another podcast, Encore, right? From my friends like yeah, Encore, da Danny dope, dope and, and Pancho, like they're making something, and you're like, in, you're investing back in people in your community, you're creating something, you're doing long form content, 
And it's like, and the, and it's the consistency and the willingness to continue to do that. Like, I think they're a great example of that too. Right. With both of you guys, where it's like, they see more virality and things on TikTok, right? YouTube, it's harder, right? They'll only get a few hundred views on these long videos and they'll get like, you know, a hundred thousand to a million on the TikTok. And I'm sure you've seen similar things, but it's the commitment to do like this to me is the art, right? <laughs> and then there's these platforms that are going to help grow all of our stuff, right? right. Hopefully, right? And it's, it's, I'm going to keep doing it too, because it's like, I want to reach audiences and then hopefully eventually the bear, the dam breaks and they're coming over to this side where it's like, all right, do you have the patience now to listen to like 45 minutes? Do you have the patience to listen through an album? Do you have the patience to like come see a show? Right. right. Do you have a, like, and, and, and I think once people are more people are able to break through that barrier of patience, it's going to be way more of a vibe, bro. Like this is a vibe. Like, really sitting and listening to music is a vibe, right? Scrolling through and being like, oh, a six-second clip of this song is, like, kind of cool, and now it's popping. That's not a vibe to me. Mm. You touched on a lot of good points, man, and I think the the, the number one point, um, and, and I struggle with this uh, in my personal life, um, is that you'll see people go viral, and I, I don't want to discredit any of their success, but I feel as if it's, you see what you can bring to the table and you don't want to say that they're less qualified, but yeah, they're with this all the time. They're ha you see, how do they get, get their platform to this? And it's, you know, what your skills you can bring to the table. And I I've, you know, spoken about this. Like I feel right now in my life, I understand I'm 23 years old and you know, to some people I'm a young kid, sure. but if I had a speaking event right now, I feel like I could shut this shit down. Mm -hmm. Like, I know the value that I could bring to other people. If you give me 50 to 100 people out there, I know I could shut this shit down. I know that everybody out there is going to be like, you know what? I at least learned one thing. Like, they may not, may not like me as a person, how I talk, whatever, but they're going to learn one thing. And if I could just be able to have that just one time, just give me one. And then everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. And I've been wanting it for damn near two years now, and I think that... I'm at that point, but, you know, it's like, oh, you got to post on TikTok or, you know, you got to post on Instagram, which is which is something that I will always continue to do. I'll always continue to, you know, record these episodes. But, damn, do I want to fucking speak an event, bro. Bro, let me. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, I've been I've been feeling that on and off for like a decade now. You know, right? it's why I even took a break from music, because it's like the amount of dreams I've literally had where I'm like one of my best skills is freestyling. Right. And I. I have to see on t on Instagram every day people going on right down the street from me. There's like this play, you know, there's a there's a thing that's doing like uh, freestyle raps or like 97, right? The amount of people I have to see going funk flex. And I'm like, man, if you gave me like I and I and they're not going off top. I'm like, I'll show you it's off top and I'll do it for 10. And I've had literal dreams. Either it's it's sway in the morning or it's like Drake's house. And I'm like, you just give me that one time where we vibe out and I'm freestyling. And then you let me be in the studio for three hours and see the way I write music. And it's over, right? But that goes back to what we were talking about before, bro, because I feel that 100% so deeply, but it's important not to get in my, you know, and it's tough. It's not easy because I struggle from it too. But, like, we can't be bitter because everybody's dealing with this, at the, you know? Even the people that we're seeing have those little moments, right? right. Everybody's dealing with this in some in some way. And I think that it goes back to what we said in the beginning. It's that 
resiliency and that consistency. And it's going to take different forms, right? Like the thing that I took away because I, I didn't post on TikTok for the first year. I started getting back into music, right? Which was the time that it probably would have been the best because it wasn't oversaturated, yeah. right? That probably would have been when it would, if I actually would have posted every day and done the Gary V stuff, right? That he's telling you to do. <laughs> maybe it, maybe things would have worked in that way, right? But it's, um, I didn't. And, I, and it was because I wasn't mentally ready to do it because that's not how I want to approach it. And now I'm, I'm posting more regularly, but I'm just seeing it as a mechanism to get reps in, Right. And it's like, maybe there's an outcome with it, but I, I, I have to cut my expectations off because I do believe, like we were talking about at the beginning, that if it's just, if it's consistency in any way, right? And it's, and it's ideally consistency in multiple ways where it's like, are you working on, you know, and I, I know you're doing this, right? But like your research to learn more about the things you want to talk about, that's consistency, Doing the pod 30 episodes since June. Incredible, bro. That's consistency. Posting on TikTok. That's, and that's consistency in different ways that will beat you up and sometimes will exhaust you. So you have to like be real to your mental health and your schedules so that you don't burn out. But it's the same thing with me. Like I have my, my writing where I'm consistent in its way with its schedule. I have my recording schedule that's consistent in its way with its schedule, with releasing music, with it's not a one size fits all, right? It's not going to be the Russ method for me necessarily where it's like you drop a song every, every week for 52 weeks, right? But I'm going to post, I'm going to try to make music a little more consistent because I owe it to my fans and I owe the reps to myself because I love doing it. Um, I'm not going to post three times a day on TikTok, right? I know that will burn me out, but I'll, I'll have a schedule and I'll make content where I'm like, I actually just love this video. Like I would release this on like a longer form. I'd let this go on HBO, right? Like how would I want this released? I'll film that and then I'll chop it up and put on TikTok. And the reality is it's probably not like people be like, no, people actually on TikTok like like really low. They want it in 1080p off your iPhone and really organic and shooting. It's like, I don't like doing that. You know, maybe I will. Maybe there will be a day where I'm like, oh, this is worth taking my phone out. and filming. That's like, that's how I feel like I've been able to balance it and learn from it and hope. And, and just, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of faith, right? The moment will come for us. And I think by being more patient and diligent and sharpening that tool so that when that time does come, when that speaking event does come, you do knock it out of the park, right? right. Um, because as much as I feel that and have been, I still do it myself, I recognize that it's a waste of time to be like, fuck, like, you know, give me that shot and like, fuck this, like in these, you know, the situation because I, um, you know, I really do think that uh, it pays off being about it and being authentic and being you and, and not subscribing to and, and, and feeling like, uh, you know, because that's where I've, that's where I, anytime I felt like I'm deviating off the path that I'm meant to be, it's been like sometimes being, too, and I'm super analytical and I'm, I get the vibe that you are too, where I'm like, I'll see someone doing something and I'm in their lane and I'm like, oh, they're starting to get traction from this and I'll learn the good way of doing it is like I'll learn from it and I'll apply it to my path, but being very real, self-aware, doing my meditation, realizing confidence in my path because where I deviate is like, Oh no, and I'm going to kind of just do it like them because this is going to help me mm. propel. And then you start to feel less authentic. Right. And so maybe that's a faster path, but it's not the long road. You know what I'm saying? I really do believe the people with sustained success are consistent. They're good. I mean, investing, Right. Look at, you know, I've, I've had my investments and it's not to say one's better, but like, look at the rise in like with crypto, how many people I know who are t talking about, they had 3 million and they were spending and they were buying Lambos and now they're like, you know, back at CVS. Right. And there's no knock on working at CVS, but it's like, you know, I've seen that. Right. But look at Warren Buffett. 
Right. And it's not to say there's different variations of people, but I've always admired people with consistency, right? Look at all of the headlines we see today, right? You know who you don't really hear much from is like Sergey Brin and Larry Page. Because they were real engineers. They built something, they did Google, they did, and then they, they're consistent and they're working and they're building something in the background, right? Musicians, actors, right? How much do you hear from George Clooney? He just makes good work, bro, and he puts it out, right? You know, Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Christian Bale, right? Like, people have their problems. I don't know, I don't know any of these people, right? Like, they could be psychopaths, all I know, right? But, like, there's something to admire about, to me, the consistency, the measuredness, the commitment to the art versus, right, and I don't want to name names, but, like, you, there's people who, like, have what we're talking about. We're like, man, if I just had... And they get their freaking nitrous boost to their career, and a lot of times, it doesn't end well. Yeah, it's burnt out after that. Yeah. I needed that, man. Um, I, I've been, uh, you know, struggling with a little bit of burnt outness um, within myself. Uh, besides, you know, the social media content, I've just been learning how to barber, so I've been learning how to do that to try to put Congrats, some... Congrats, bro. Thanks, man. I mean, that, uh, <laughs> that fade's looking real clean, bro. So you got competition with whoever's cutting your hair. Um, so, you know, I've been doing all that, and I've just been feeling burnt out as of late. Um, you know, I, I talked a little bit to, to Matt about this, and I've I just been feeling, you know, a little... A little burnt out, you know, um, and it's I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to take a break from from it. I'm just going to figure out how to maneuver through it and get through it. And um, speaking of, you know, burnt out, I saw, you know, on your TuneCore video that, you know, you, you talked about a little being burnt out within that first, you know, phase of, of artistry. Mm -hmm. What what shifted and how did you deal with the burnout? Mm. Oh, man, that's a great question, bro, because that's so real. And that's something that I. That's a, that's content that I really like that's come out and that I think, you know, I resonate with is people talking about. This is something that people need to be transparent with. Um, I think for me, bro, it was like, first of all, being just being reflective on your process and like what makes you happy and fulfilled and finding different things in the creative process you can resonate with and sync time into. So for me... And, and I, you really have to be honest with yourself. I think this applies to marketing. I think it applies to everything in life in the creative pursuits. There's no one size fits all. The amount of times I've tried, and I've probably been like, oh, it's like a music. It's just, it's chop, chop. It's this simple and it's, a, it's a, you, you fit this thing and then it works. It doesn't. Like you have to, you have to follow what's good for you, right? Because the TikTok thing might really work for someone else. The manager route might work for someone that this says that. And I think it applies to burnout too. So you have to, first of all, just be real and I think take time to reflect, pause, sit with your own thoughts, sit alone, right? Take, do take a break. It doesn't mean you have to take a break from like your schedule, but like be in your room by yourself and think. Um, and I think through that process, I've, um, you know, what I've found is just I've learned how I like to do certain things. And then while at the same time being open to trying new things, once I'm also self-aware, am I in a good mental state right now? right, like a, a, a comfortable, that's when I'm going to broach uncomfortable things, right? Uh, I'm not going to do it all at once. Right. Um, and so examples of that are like, I um, I know I like to record in bursts. I know that I don't want to be, and, and you have to be resilient with this, right? Because even like the rap game, or like a lot of it is like, I'm in this, you get in the studio and it's like mad heads in there and it's 10 p.m. and you leave at 7 a.m. and it's a night owl thing. And it's, I'm in there every day and people are posing like, you're not an artist if you've not got your vault and a thousand songs. I got 10,000 in the vault. Like, like I record every day 
Um, and I respect that, but a lot of my favorite artists do it that way. But I have to be real with myself. Like I like, I like recording the daytime. I like recording like between like noon and 7 PM, like a job. Right. And I like it being like, I like a little bit of sunlight coming in the room. And I like, I really like my engineers in North Carolina and LA. I don't love the studios and I work in, in New York. So I write a little bit on my own. Sometimes I like to punch in. Sometimes I like to write, you know? And so I, I try to set things up where I'm like, okay, these are like, I only record a couple months out of the year, but I make like 40, 50 songs in that thing. Right. And then I have some, I really love that. I know I'm going to drop and some I experiment with. And that's, that's one process, but I also know I like to perform and put it. And so like, when I start to feel burnt out from like writing, recording, making music, then I'm like, ooh, maybe I can try some like new video. Maybe I can like do skits or acting or leaning into that or like thinking of a creative de idea for a video that I'm going to put my music in, right? Because I enjoy it, right? right. I, it's getting away from like, oh, I'm doing this because it might go viral on TikTok. But like, oh no, I actually kind of like the creative process of this and like maybe my music can be a part of it. And then I'm like, you know, I really think healthy routines help me with burnout, like going to the gym. It's huge for me, right? I think that, like, r I started reading again so that I could not be on TikTok or Instagram too much, right? And not be too sucked into the algorithm and to the, like... And, and you excuse it. I think as a creative, you're like, oh, it's research. You kind of play that brain in your head, like, I got to know what's going on so that I can apply it in my stuff. And what ends up happening is you're scrolling for four hours and just getting slowly and slowly more depressed. Uh, you Goddamn know? algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, how what routines can I build to where burnout's gonna happen but how can i then shift and like just kind of carry that like okay i'm getting burnt out here is there like do i have a nice maze that's easy for me to maneuver in where it's like okay now i'm like okay now i'm ready like i'm gonna try to book like six and i'm just gonna go do a mini a small tour because i'm ready to do that because oh i'm starting to get burnt out from performing all right i'm gonna power through some of it is not ever gonna be easy right there's gonna be tough times i'm like oh god i want i try to seek out that feeling of like man, I miss recording music. Then I'm going to be back recording. I miss writing. I'm going to be back in it. I miss performing. No, no, no. You know, I try not to overwhelm everything at once. And that's what works for me now. But, you know, who knows when I, I might, maybe tomorrow I get signed to a deal that actually works and I'm on tour recording an album. And that's my new lifestyle. And I have to find a new way to make that work. Right. Because there is, you still have to work within the mechanisms of your life of making money, putting it on the table, reaching the success you want to do. So, um, I think that, that that process of having different things, compartments with which you can put energy to and like kind of trailing the burnout and most importantly, just being being flexible and reflective. OK, I know we've uh, kind of, you know, been bashing a little bit of TikTok, but I know that you, you know, talk to me about freestyling. Sure. Um, I pitch. The, I wanted to pitch the idea that. Have you ever thought of maybe just like freestyling uh, on it just. Prop the prop it right there. Get get a couple beats that you you know maybe are nostalgic to you and just oh you know let me just let me just record hundred percent bro. Not funny you brought that up because um yeah like I still like it's I have my problems with the algorithm and the and the apps and what they do mental health and promote music but it's like I said it's a double edged sword like a lot of success I've even had that other people like you wouldn't have it without these and they broke down a lot of barriers so I'm gonna just try to find ways to be 
do it in a healthy way. Right. Right. And so for even freestyling, it has to be a healthy way. Right. So one thing I'm thinking of is doing that and like doing on TikTok live. Like I don't want to just like free. I realize like freestyling isn't something for me because I did it. My We had a series. That was the first thing when I first started recording music. My boy brought his camera. We'd like set up. We'd play a bunch of beats. He'd record it. And we posted Freestyle Fridays on Instagram. And I was doing that. And it actually went pretty well. I was getting like a lot of my initial traction was out, off that. But I realized I just didn't really. I was like, that's not what like freestyling for me. I was like, if I'm going to do a show, I want to like be brought onto a show like this right and like uh or like a funk flex or a yeah. sway fingers of death and they play the beat and you're playing the beat and it's like setting up the environment because freestyling is also about an environment right. right like me going on and just kind of by myself is not really me at my best versus like oh it's all the homies in the room and we're vibing mm -hmm. um but i think that with uh with doing it on like a, a tiktok the point is like it it the posting of like a cut video isn't really how i where my freestyling like resonated creatively. So I talked to someone actually, and they were, they talked about TikTok live. Um, and they said that that's something that they really believe is like going to pick up like that. If you're doing that and you're consistent about that, it will help with other things. Right. And so again, as much as like I'll bash it, I'm going to try it, you know? Um, and that was an environment where I'm like, yeah, I think I'll do something where I like prop the phone up and I'll do like comment freestyling. So I'll put beats up and then whoever tunes into the live, they'll drop a comment and I'll like, incorporate that into my freestyles um that's definitely something i've thought about but to go back to your question before it it's like will that affect my burnout will that affect mm -hmm. my creative process and once i'm at a place where i'm like okay i'm ready to do this today i'll know yeah. so i've definitely thought about it um and i appreciate you bringing it up because when people i respect continue to tell me things that's what pushes me to do things like i said i didn't do tiktok for a year but then it was like four people i like really like loved and respected said it and i was like okay i'm gonna try it just because I, I feel like it also could be like a, you know, a muse or like it could it could be something that could, uh you know, a, as you talked about the burnout, you know, maybe totally. different different avenues that I could be able to, you know, uh, maybe go into could be able to do that. Uh, and I just wanted to, you know, propose the idea just because I, I, I feel like it would be dope. I appreciate you know, that just, a lot, bro. Just hearing the freestyle from you and, um you know, and I feel like that could be very organic for you, you know, as it's therapeutic even, you yeah. know, that's what I like about like uh, – my dream is that there's like a without I'm not told, and when my boy picks me up in the whip, um, and we're like smoking a joint or something, that like there's like cameras outfitted in it that I don't know, and we start spitting freestyles over like alchemist beats, yeah. parked up, like that's me at my, and then that that's like you know posting that that's like my <laughs> dream, uh, but I'll start you know nothing's ever perfect, so I'll definitely start with the uh, uh, with that type of thing. I'm definitely gonna try it out, and I I, I really appreciate the suggestion because it's something I've thought about and um, I, I agree it could be really it that is the environment in which rap music is the most rapping is the most therapeutic for me when I'm with my boys and they're like that's what they love the most even more than my music they're like bro we haven't heard a not no comment freestyle <laughs> in a minute yeah and it'll literally just be like we're going to like we're on our way back from dinner sometimes and my yeah. boy just throws on some 90 bpm beat because that's my pocket for freestyling and I'm like yeah that's it. I'll bless y'all. <laughs> Nadi, it's been a it's been a pleasure, man. It's been everything and more, you know, to have you on this podcast, you know, the nine one four Austining. Um I really do appreciate you coming on, you know, just the the transparency, the conversation that we had was something that, you know, I'll take with me for, you know, the rest of my life. And, you know, I hope that you enjoyed this process. I hope that you enjoyed, you know, shooting this. Um, so thank you, man, for coming on here. Where can the people find you on uh social media? yeah thanks first i just want to say thank you avi thanks everybody in the room bro people don't know how much work goes into this um i really appreciate you and, and likewise bro like this was just 
this was so like I knew so little going into this that it's like even if I did I've just like on a Saturday like this is just making me so happy like I'm re- excited for the rest of my day type vibes um so thank you for that um no comment n-o-k-o-m-m-e-n-t that's no comment with a k um you Google that. I'm so thankful. That's actually one of my biggest successes, I think. You Google me, you, you'll my stuff's <laughs> right there, bro. Um, Spotify, Instagram, um, you know, TikTok for sure. Um, my my pre- if you pick anything, just listen to a couple songs on Spotify, listen to a couple videos on YouTube, make your own decisions. If you're gonna follow anything, follow the Spotify because it's music first. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you guys so much. So. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting, showing love to the podcast on every single episode. This is the 1% Podcast. I'm out.